Hello, everyone, and welcome to the All About Health podcast. My name is Georgia Overbeck, and I'm your host. And today's episode is actually a part two to last episode that I uploaded on Monday, which was 16 ways to improve or invest in yourself. And so today is going to be 16 more ways to invest in yourself. Now, of course, you can go back and listen to that one first, or you can listen to it after this episode. There's no special order you have to go in. All of these things kind of really work together. So I think that listening to them both will be very beneficial, but you don't have to do them in any particular order. I hope that you are having a great day so far, and I hope that listening or watching this podcast will make it even better. And before we get into those 16 ways on how to invest in yourself, we have our weekly catch-up, which I hope that you've been enjoying the weekly catch-up segment that I've been having in the Thursday episodes. I personally have been really enjoying it, just keeping you updated more on my life. So if you have been enjoying it, please let me know um, because I want to keep it going if it's something that you are enjoying because I am, as I said before. So getting into the little weekly recap. So on the weekend, my sister and I went to our first ever spin class. And I did touch on this on Monday's episode, talking about how my recommendation of the week was to try a new form of working out. But I want to go into a a little bit more detail about this spin class and actually what went down. Nothing went down. It was not bad. I just wanted to tell you more of the details. So on Saturday morning, our class was booked for 9 a.m. and we went to this studio called Spin House. And I know that they have three locations in BC. So there's one in South Surrey, which is the one that we went to. And then there's one in Langley. And I'm not sure where the last location is, but if you are in those areas, then I definitely would recommend checking out the Spin House. So we got there at like 8.50 or so, a little bit earlier, and you walk in and And on the left, there was this wall of all of their merch. So it was like tank tops and hoodies and it had their little logo on them. And then to the right, when you walked in, there was a coffee and like juice smoothie bar, which I thought was really cool. And it was super cute. And then you walk in more and there's like the front desk area and the lady that was working at the front desk, she was so nice. And then on your right again, there were like little lockers and a bench. And so you could put all your stuff away. And there was a neon sign, which I thought was really cool. Like it was very fancy, but not overly fancy. Like it just was very aesthetic, I guess is what I'm looking for. And I loved it. And so then there was a separate room for the actual spin class. And so we walk in and we had pre-booked online already. So we already knew which bikes were ours. So Daisy and I go in, we get on our bikes and the lady uh, who is the instructor, she was helping us get set up and everything like that. And just kind of explaining how everything works. And then we got into the class and it was so fun. It was like a house remix or like house playlist is what it was called so it was a lot of current music with good beats and it just was very upbeat and a great way to start your saturday and so it was really cool because the instructor had this little controller for the lights so on the ceiling there were lights that would change from bright yellow to blue to green to red or whatever it was and it would go along with the music so it really got you in the mood it really got you pumped up and it was super awesome and then in between each of the songs she would 
make it like turn all the lights off and so it was just black they did have little fake candles so it wasn't like it was completely dark but it was almost like a little moment where you could get ready for the next song and cool down a little bit and overall i had a great time my legs hurt so much during the class surprisingly they weren't sore after but during definitely felt it and overall it was awesome i had a lot of fun and a great thing about the spin house too and this is not sponsored or anything i paid for it we have no like connection at all uh it, the first class is only five dollars which i thought was awesome and so i had a great time definitely would recommend if you are in an area where there is a spin house or a spin studio and i had so much fun and i think that my sister did too Another fun thing that we got up to this week is, so I, for a really long time, have been that person who would look on Instagram or Pinterest or TikTok and see these like fun things to do or like bucket list things to do. And even if they're just small things. And so one thing I finally decided to do to tick off that list was to paint pottery. I have been wanting to do that for so long. And so we found a place called Created Emporium in White Rock. And so my sisters and I went and we each chose mugs to paint you walked in there and they had mugs and little figurines and plates and mason jars and all this type of stuff and we were able to paint our pottery and i had so much fun with it it was just something a beautiful way to be creative and to express that and to show it and it was nice quality time with my sisters as well and so we're supposed to get our pottery back it was said in seven to ten days we did that on sunday i think so it should be in a couple days. Hopefully this weekend we'll get it back and see how it looks. I'm not sure how it's going to look because this is my first time ever painting pottery. But, you know, did it for the memories. And it was great and we had fun. And the last thing I want to mention in this little weekly recap is that I posted a giveaway on my Instagram, which is just my name, Georgia Overbeck, with a brand called Gel Moment. Now, we are collaborating on the Instagram giveaway, but other than that, they didn't tell me I had to talk about this on the podcast or anything. I just generally want to bring it up because I had so much fun doing my nails with this kit. So they asked me to choose a whole kit and it's like customizable. So you get to choose three colors and then your lamp and then your files and then your cuticle pusher and all of these things. And there's so many different colors to choose from and it's so fun. And so I chose mine and then on Saturday, after we played tennis and after the spin class, my package arrived. And so I decided to give myself my first manicure with this gel moment kit. And it was so fun. I painted my nails blue, which if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to be able to see what it looks like. But it comes with the little lamp and it only took 45 seconds per coat. I did three coats just so it would be nice and bright, but it only takes for 45 seconds per coat for them to dry and then they're good and they're set. So this has been, I guess, five days already of having my nails done and there are no chips or anything. They still look great. And for doing it at home, like I feel regular nail polish, it chips or starts fading like two days in at at the most um but so far i've really been enjoying it so if you want a chance to win a full gel moment kit head over to my instagram again this is not sponsored but i have been really loving this brand and i want to share it with you so go enter
All right, that is my weekly recap. So now let's get into the 16 ways to invest in yourself, part two. So starting off with number 17 is to travel. Traveling can expand your worldview while also giving you a break from your day-to-day routine. Traveling can also help you relax and regain your motivation. Consider making it a goal to visit one or two places a year within your budget. So a few things I wanna mention about traveling. Of course, it can be expensive, but I think that, yes, it's an investment, but again, it's it's a way to invest in yourself. For me, I remember a lot of times, and if you follow my social media, you know that I'm a very routine person, I'm a very habit person, and so it can be a little bit challenging for me to get out of that routine sometimes. And so my family, they all love traveling. And so I think that's a really good way for me to get out of my routine is to take us on like different adventures and travel and stuff like that. And I'm always so grateful after that I do. In the beginning, it can be like, oh, but I just, I want to stick to my routine. I want to keep doing my habits. I don't want to go out of that, you know. But when I get back, I'm always so happy that I did try that adventure. I went out and traveled to this place. I can even remember when we first got to Hawaii in 2021 and we hadn't gotten to our house yet. So we were staying at a hotel for a week. And I remember like we were out of our workout routine. Of course, we were still working out, but not at our regular times. And we were going out to eat, still eating healthy food, but it wasn't like I was making it. And in that moment, it can be like, especially at the beginning, Again, it can be like, oh, I just wish that like I was at home so I could just stick to my routine. But then after a couple of days, you're like, you know what, actually, this is very nice. And then after that point happens, I feel like I get so much inspiration and I'm like, oh, I've tried these new meals at restaurants and now I want to try and recreate them at home. Or you find new ways to stay active. Like when we were in Hawaii, a lot of it was swimming or it would be trying a sport or whatever it is. And you get inspired that way. And so I think that there's so many different ways that you can get inspired when you travel that will in return help you invest in yourself in the long run. And then something else that I wanted to mention too is that it doesn't always have to be that you travel to a new country or a new state or a new province. It could even be as small as just heading over to a town that is in your area like you could even do day trips those are a great way to get out of your routine and learn new things and see how people are living and they're just so fun like even when we're here in bc we've done recently the trip to victoria which i talked about which was amazing and i feel like that was such a learning experience and i had so much fun with that but look in your area see what's around see if there's any like tourist attractions or little towns you could visit and travel to those and get out of your routine Number 18 is to explore different cultures. Learning about different cultures can help increase your knowledge of the world around you. Experiencing new customs and meeting diverse groups of people can make you more empathetic and understanding. You can do this by traveling, trying new foods, listening to music, or watching plays or movies from different cultures. I think that this is a great idea and something that I definitely try to do Another way that they didn't say in the article, but one way that I also like to do this is when we go to like a museum or something and they have a whole, um, what's it called? Like experience or I don't remember what the word is called, but when they have like a whole area for one culture or for a historic moment or something like that, 
then go in there and read and see how much you can learn about it. Obviously, I think it's important to see on social media too. Like a lot of people share their culture on social media, especially TikTok, which I think is really cool. So if I ever see videos about that, then I'll make sure to stop scrolling and actually watch it. Another way that they mentioned in the article, which is something that I really like to do is try new foods. So when we go out for meals. We love to try different cuisines, whether it's Thai or Greek or uh, Vietnamese or Chinese or whatever it is. I love to try those. Recently, I've been trying a lot of different culture recipes at home. So for example, I've made some tikka masalas recently, and I've really been loving those. I like to make just different ethnic ethnic culture uh, recipes and things like that and just to see how other people live and I definitely think that that's a way to invest in yourself as well. Number 19 is to learn a new language. Being bi or trilingual can be useful in the workplace, but even studying a new language can help in different situations. Try spending some time each night learning a new language so you can improve steadily. This is something that I would absolutely love to do one day. I have it on my bucket list to learn a new language. I don't know what language I would wanna learn, but Definitely something that I would want to do eventually. I've tried learning different languages before with like the app Duolingo, but I've never stuck with it long enough. So that is something that I definitely want to do. Number 20 is to invest in relationships. Creating relationships and friendships can help you build a strong community, which is valuable for support. Investing time and energy in your relationships can help you become a better friend or coworker. To do this, make time for the people in your life by having dinner, attending events together, and talking regularly. This is something that is so important for everyone. And I would say that the most important relationships for me in my life right now are my family. So my parents and my sisters, and I am actively working to create new friendships as well. Because we move around a lot, it's more challenging to have in-person friendships. But this is something that I am definitely working on and I am looking forward to improving as time goes on. Number 21 is to create a daily and weekly schedule for yourself. Creating an outline or schedule for your week can help you become more organized and punctual. Consider purchasing a calendar for your desk and write your weekly events on it. This way you have a visual reminder of all your events or appointments. A daily schedule can help optimize your time and productivity. To do this, consider buying a planner to write out a daily schedule. You could also use an app on your device to create a timeline for yourself. A daily schedule could include your wake time, meal and break times, work hours, meetings, and your exercise schedule. I've talked so much about scheduling and creating a routine or a daily and weekly schedule. I even just uploaded a YouTube video which was talking about how I plan my week. So if you want to check that out, my YouTube channel is linked down below. But I love creating a daily and weekly schedule for yourself. I used to be the type of person who would have a actual physical book and I would write out my weekly schedule and my daily schedule in that. But ever since I got my laptop, I have been doing it just online. I think that it's a little bit easier to organize everything and to be able to search for it. So that's the way that I like to do it. But you could do it on your phone or your laptop or your iPad or whatever you have. 
even just a notebook or a piece of paper. You could just write out a to-do list or a daily schedule. And that is going to be a great way, at least for me, it's a great way to make sure that I stay on top of everything that I need to get done that day and that week. Number 22 is to maintain your sleep schedule. Getting a full night of sleep is important for increasing both your productivity and energy levels. You can enhance your sleep by setting a nighttime routine. This can help you go to bed and wake up at the same time every day, which helps you get enough sleep each night. So something I haven't really talked about a ton is when we were in Ontario, I was really bad at going to sleep late and waking up like not late, but not at a time that I would want to as much. Usually I would go to bed anywhere from midnight to 1.30 a.m. and then wake up at around like 8 or 8.30 the next day, which is still getting enough sleep. But I had always looked at those people on YouTube or TikTok or whatever it was and would see them waking up at like 7 a.m. And always I would look at that and be like, oh, I wish I was that person. Like I wish I was a morning person. And then when we went, when we moved to Hawaii and we had the time change and everything, I started just naturally waking up at around 6.30 or 7 because of the time change and everything. And I kind of never went back. I was like, you know what? My body is automatically used to waking up a little bit earlier now. So maybe if I just keep going with the schedule that it's on, then I can become a morning person. And that was in 2021. Now it is 2023. And I am still a morning person and wake up at around 6.30 or 7 every day. Of course, my bedtime has gotten a lot earlier. So instead of wake or going to bed at nine, sorry, instead of going to bed at like midnight or 1.30, now I try to be in bed by 9.30 or 10 and sleep by 10.30. And I think a big part of this too, talking about how they were saying to have a nighttime routine, that is something that I definitely try and do. And one of the ways that I find it's easier for me to fall asleep faster is to read. I love reading before bed because it kind of just winds my mind down. And now it's a habit habit that I have that it's kind of um, signals my brain that it's time to get ready to sleep. And so definitely have a nighttime routine and you don't have to be a morning person. This is something I do want to say is I think a lot of people talk about on social media about being an early bird or waking up early. And if that's not the phase of life that you're in right now, or if you don't want to be a early morning person, if you prefer to stay up late at night, then do that. You can still get enough sleep and go to bed late. It's all just about planning it and making sure that you are getting enough sleep. Number 23 is to have a morning routine. Waking up early each day can be beneficial because you have more time to get ready for the day. If you create a morning routine for yourself, you can structure your morning so that you have time to shower, get dressed, and have breakfast before you start work. This practice can reduce feelings of being rushed in the mornings, allowing you more time to prepare for your day. So to be honest, this is something that I need to work on. I, as I said before, I wake up early at around 6.30 or 7, but my thing is that then I'll go right 
into work or go right to my laptop or my phone, which I need to stop doing that. I want to actually start like a good morning routine and maybe read first, or there's so many things that people put in their morning routine that I want to try. And I just need to get better at it. That way I can start my day before actually getting into work instead of waking up and then going straight to a screen. So that is definitely something that I'm going to be working on. Uh, I'm going to be talking about it more over the next couple of weeks as I start actually working on it. But this is something that I need to get better at. <laughs> Number 24 is to make memories. Try to make lots of memories and have new experiences. Although experiences can go by quickly, the memories you make while experiencing things can last forever. Some experiences you can try may include hiking, camping, going to concerts, traveling, and spending time with friends. I love this and it's something that I've been trying to do a lot, especially recently, is to go out and do things and to make memories. That's a big reason why I tried the pottery class and why we've taken up tennis recently and why Daisy and I went to the spin class is because I want to try new things and make these memories because I was thinking about this last night. It can be so easy to overthink and always be focusing on the future, which I think it is important to focus on the future and have a bigger picture and to always be working towards goals. But at the same time, I think it's so important to be in the moment and to really enjoy the experience or where you're at now as well. And so that's something that I've been doing recently, trying to do new things and to really be in the moment and enjoy these experiences because this is the youngest that I will ever be again and I want to take advantage of that. Number 25 is to invest in your appearance. How you appear can affect your mood and how you view yourself. Investing in your appearance can also help you feel confident. This may include getting haircuts regularly, exercising, or buying new work clothes. Try to style clothes that fit well and make you feel your best. Obviously, you already know if you listen to the podcast, this is something that I did in the month of July. I bought a whole new wardrobe for myself and transitioned to a coastal grandmother style. And I do have to say, ever since doing that, I do feel more confident and when we go out and I have these outfits on, I feel more put together, I feel more mature, I feel more like myself. And so I definitely could attest to this, that investing in your appearance can be a great way to increase your confidence and to make you feel better and uplift your mood. Even at home, I try to still get into my more put together outfits to get me into that mood or to that headspace of this is like the, I'm working right now or I'm I'm going to bring my best self to whatever I'm doing. And so I think that it's crazy how much the clothes that you wear can affect that. So if you're somebody who doesn't really put a lot of effort into your outfits. And I know, again, that might not be the time of your life that you are in right now, but even just putting a little bit of extra effort in, like maybe putting on some mascara or some jewelry or earrings in or whatever it is that makes you feel more confident or put together, just try it out and see how you feel. 
Number 26 is to improve your communication skills. In your workplace, you communicate with your manager, coworkers, and clients. To improve your communication skills, try practicing a speech or pitch you need to present for your job in front of friends or family. You can also join a public speaking group or take a writing class. This is something that I have been working on recently and just in a small way. I recently realized that I often will say um or uh in between my sentences or when I'm trying to think of different words. And this is something that I have become aware of and I'm trying to stop doing that. The other day we were looking through old pictures and there was this video of me and somebody was asking, what's my name and where am I from? And I said, um, I'm Georgia from Canada. And my mom looked at me and she said, you always do that. You've always been somebody who said um or uh. And then I was like, you know, maybe I should stop doing that for the podcast, for my content, whatever it is. And just in general and talking and in the speech that I say every single day, I am trying to say that less. I've become more aware of it. And so even just that, something small, like realizing some words or tendencies that you have when you are talking and improving on those can be a great way to invest in yourself, even a small one. I'm going to read off the next few pretty quickly because I have a appointment to get to. So number 27 is to network. Networking can help you build connections in and out of the workplace. The more connections you make, the more opportunities you may generate, which is important for building your career. Try to attend work events or industry events in order to meet new people. You can also network through social media which is the way that I do it. And then number 28 is to create an achievement list. An achievement list is a list of activities that you want to do during your lifetime. Examples may include visiting national parks or monuments, learning a new language, or writing a novel. You can start creating your own list by thinking of 10 things you want to accomplish. Number 29 is to stay current. Staying current can mean watching the news, keeping up with trends, or trying to learn new things. Doing this can help you stay educated and aware. Try watching or reading multiple news sources. Use different sources to remain unbiased but informed on current happenings. And finishing off with the last three ways to invest in yourself, number 30 is to take breaks. Taking breaks is important for self-care. You may need breaks in order to manage your schedule and stay energized. Consider working for 15 or 20 minutes and then taking a five-minute break. You could also take breaks from working by doing something fun yet enriching like reading or writing. Number 31 is to find a mentor. A mentor can guide you and inspire you to work hard and try new things, such as applying to different jobs or practicing new habits. A mentor's job is to help you achieve your goals in ways that are realistic for you. To do this, your mentor might create an action plan for you. Try looking for a mentor in your workplace or even at a networking event. You might also consider hiring a life coach or career coach. And finally, number 32 is to keep track of your results. Investing in yourself can result in many accomplishments mentally, physically, and financially. To see these results, it's good to track them. That way you have proof that investing in yourself is having a positive impact on you. Consider keeping a log of your goals and achievements to help you visualize your progress.
And with that, there are 32 ways to invest in yourself. I hope you got some good reminders or new ideas of things to start doing in your life. I know that I did many things that I want to start implementing or things that I want to start doing again. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to like and subscribe for more content like this and also share it on your Instagram stories. I would really appreciate that. Any support that you give this podcast, whether it's following on Instagram or following the podcast or liking or even just listening is so appreciated more than you know. And I just want to say thank you. So thank you so much to anyone who listened or watched today. Have a fabulous day and I hope to see you in the next episode.